Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 14th. I'm your host, John June. This guy to my left, Greg Penniman, aka G Money. Greg, how you doing in this uh in the midst of the fantasy playoffs here? Yeah, fantasy playoffs. Um, I think I'm in three of them. Maybe I think yeah, three of them. Uh excited about all of them. Uh just thinking about who we added on on waivers, who's still available out there. Uh and yeah, it's it's an important week for the people. So we gotta get to that next round one week at a time, get to those quarters maybe or the semis. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it definitely you know, it could be a stressful time, but it also could be uh less stressful if you don't have any matchups. Like I have, you know, three three four bye weeks actually. Uh so, you know, just get to observe, pick up players like Pierre Strong from Monday night and just, you know, see what happens. Uh, but I'm also in leagues where I got to play, and I got, and I'm, I, I might be counting on a Pierre Strong. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll obviously break down Thursday night football. But we got some Saturday games that we got to break down here as well. But before we do any of that, Greg, we got to jump into those streams of the week here. But before that, just going to kindly ask whether you are watching this on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, just make sure you like, subscribe. Does cost you absolutely nothing, but definitely helps the show out a lot. So please make sure you go ahead and do that. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into these streams of the week, Greg. And you've said it. You'll continue to say it. I'm a a man Uh, of my word. (laughs) You're a man of your words. So go ahead and tell the people who it shouldn't be a surprise to, but tell them anyway. Anti Sean McVay, you already know I'm here. Got to go Mike White going against Detroit, man. He's 27% rostered. And, you know, he survived last week, uh, banged up in that tough matchup uh, against Buffalo, was able to still throw 268 and get 44 attempts up. And you love to see that for fantasy friendly. And, you know, he's able to now come into a prime matchup here where he's going against Detroit. Easy secondary to attack. There's a, you know, a lot of great matchups on the outside for those receivers. So, he should get close to 300-yard day and multi-touchdowns. This is a, a great spot for uh, a QB1 performance. Yeah, man. Uh, Mike White, a.k.a. Slight White, uh, as, I, as I since dubbed him. But ton of respect for him. Did you? So, you know the how quarterbacks, they wear the flap jacket, the flap jacket or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike White doesn't wear one. Different. I was like, you, you're a certified maniac. Different, bro. Mike, Mike White was getting Mike Mike White was like ribs was just getting taken hit after hit, man. Still out there oh, battling, like, man. How do you play quarterback and not wear one? <laughs> it was like, cold. It was real cold. I don't care. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, uh yeah, he 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 definitely was tough. Uh he he said he would have to peel him off the field in order for him to have not returned. And <laughs> I don't know if the he contract is, you're like, from Mike, Mike too, man. 
I don't know if he's got like the greatest PR people in the world, or if this is just if he's just really him. for the bag, baby, for the bag, <laughs> for the bag, right? Like you could get the 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 best PR people in the world to make sure you secure that bag. Right? <laughs> word, word. Put them on loan real quick, and then we, you know, we make it happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna go on with my quarterback stream of the week, and that's Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Going up against, he's 37% roster in Yahoo Leagues. Gets to go up against the LA Chargers, who allow the 11th most fantasy points to the quarterback position over their last three games. Uh, the Chargers, uh, you know, they they did shut down Tua and them a little bit, but I'm willing to, to, to say that that was, you know, game plan specific. They identified a weakness of, of the Miami Dolphins and of Tua, and they were able to exploit it. So I think Tannehill is going to come into this game. Uh, he's been playing well as of late. And, uh, you know, again, if, if Burks can go, I think this is a great spot even for for him as well. So, you know, definitely, uh, you know, for those who lost Kyler Murray, I think that Ryan Tannehill makes a, a, a very nice uh, streaming option as, as well as Mike White. Word, because, you know, we talked about the Jets schedule. We've talked about it, pounding the drum on that. So definitely the time to, to add him and maybe ride out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't just pertain to 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 Mike White. It also, you know, is the same for the receivers and as well as Bam Knight. And uh, you know, he got this other guy hasn't come in, come in, you know, hasn't hit recently. But Tyler Conklin has some great matchups as well. But you know, it's just been really tough to to consistently go there. But Greg, I know you're not going Conklin this week for your tight end stream of the week. But who are That's you? Going with Hunter Henry, going against the Vegas Raiders, 48% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, you know, he's been on, you know, very, con- you know, a little consistent of late. Three of the last five games got at least 50 receiving yards. Uh, last week had a team guy 70. So he's been involved in this Patriots passing offense. Uh, you know, it's very slim. The pie is very low, but he's a big part of it. Uh, trying to get downfield and, and make big plays for this team. Uh, was one tackle away from uh, last game, actually getting a touchdown. Uh, got a touchdown actually in the last three weeks, so he's being involved more. Yeah, I I like this as well. It was just frustrating to watch the the, the first target not happen until like you know minutes yeah, left. That, in was, the scary. <laughs> that, that was, was scary. That was scary because in that team I had Hunter Henry and Ramondre Stevenson, and Ramondre Stevenson got hurt, and Hunter Henry wasn't doing anything. And even though Kyler Murray was out, he could have came back and made one throw, and I would have lost. So. Yeah, <laughs> you were worried about Kyler Murray, who got carted off with a torn ACL, coming back to make one throw. Score, stat corrections, you know, I won. I won in stat corrections actually this week. So, yeah, yeah, you know. Oh wow! In that dynasty, was, oh, crazy. Oh wow, that's that yeah. is crazy. Um, all right, I'm gonna give up my tight end stream of the week, and it's kind of cheating, but I, I, I couldn't Not help cheating myself. Cheating Yahoo leagues because we're in Yahoo leagues. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. 13% rostered, going up against Kansas City, uh, who, again, listed as a tight end, Jeff Driscoll, because in the offseason they they transitioned him to tight end, but I guess they moved him back to quarterback, and he still has dual eligibility on Yahoo, where he's a quarterback and a tight end. I think he's still just a quarterback on Sleeper and, and NFL.com and some of these other formats, so definitely don't recommend this on, on those other formats, but – in Yahoo, this is definitely worth someone someone that you should be picking up. You know, he has that tight end eligibility. So if you're desperate, and when I say desperate, you don't have Travis Kelsey. That, so that makes all of us desperate. 
Uh, he's a top five option at the position. He's even worth picking up if you're blocking uh, another opponent. Uh, because, and honestly, you know, we were talking about it off air, Greg, but, but I believe that he's a, a top flex option when you consider his upside. You know, if you're just looking to fill, you know, somebody in at the flex spot, like Jeff, it's like essentially if you're playing in a one quarterback league, it's like you're playing two quarterbacks. If you're playing in a two quarterback league, it's like you're playing three quarterbacks because he is taking 50% of the work. He has, he, he had seven carries for 36 rushing yards and Damian Pierce is injured. So, you know, there's an opportunity there for more play for more plays. And then on top of that, they're playing against Kansas city. So there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of negative game script here. Uh, you know, may, like maybe he doesn't play as much in, in those situations, but you know, I, I'd have to imagine that, you know, part of the game plan is going to be him in the, in the quarterback run game. Yeah. No, I, I like this one. Jeff Driscoll is a, uh... And, you know, just like Taysom Hill's value at, you know, quarterback and tight end, but he's going to be involved. I think he's better than Taysom Hill in this instance. Yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, it's because he's going to be involved more in the game, and you want that, and that's definitely uh, a play that you can put at the flex value and or tight end. Uh, you can start a two tight end, so, or basically, or have a super flex. Like, you, it's the there's no cap, really. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then other options, if you, if you aren't playing in Yahoo, uh, Chigozum Akonkwo, uh, you know, who we talked about, you know, the matchup doesn't look great on paper, but he's somebody that's been involved in the offense, had a big game last week. Uh, you know, Austin Hooper, I think, also still involved as well. So I think he's also in play, especially if, if Traylon Burks can't go. Yeah. And then Logan Thomas is another guy because he's got a really good matchup. He's just been t- tough to trust between, you know, injuries and just plain lack of involvement. But the matchup here is really good with the New York Giants. And so if you're desperate, you know, you're playing in a 16-teamer like Greg is, you know, I think that that Logan Thomas is somebody that you could look to in a deeper league. Yeah, my deeper league one, I think Jelani Woods got a solid matchup against the Chargers. I mean, Minnesota, actually. Uh, Ricky's after the bye as well. I think they want to get him involved. I mean, he had a career game against uh, Pittsburgh when he had nine targets set, so he can he can pop off possibly. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know we referenced uh, Kyler Murray tearing his ACL. We didn't actually really talk about it, um, but, you know, that's definitely tough for those that, you know, some people needed Kyler Murray to, to, to come back and, and, you know, they thought that they had a win in the bag. Like, I was actually one of those people who think, you know, thank God I didn't need the win. Uh, I was already locked into playoffs and a bye, and and losing just put me down from second to from from first to second. But I thought I had the win in the back because I was like, oh, yeah. I got Kyler Murray. It's yeah. like twenty. I'm gonna get easy twenty points. Out of that. <laughs> Word. Yeah, man. And on the, oh. the third play of the game, he just tears his ACL, and you know it's definitely uh, tough uh, there. Gotcha. But uh, Greg, who's your defensive stream of the week this week? I'm going with the Washington football team again. You know, I told them, got it. Oh, they have Giants. a name now. Sorry, the Washington Commanders. It was, it was better. <laughs> it was better. <laughs> going against the New York Giants, 34% rostered. Now, I believe, you know, Chase Young should be back. They held him after the bye. I think this addition of him, New York Giants just, again, going down in a downward trend as offensively uh, and in, in both sides. So, I think Washington is going to make some plays. 
Chase Young is going to make that instant difference. Like a TJ Watt, he's that good of a player. Yeah, I I definitely agree there. And they've been playing well without him. So, yeah. uh, you know, he's just like an, an added bonus for them there. Uh, I definitely like this one. Uh, I'm going to go a little deep in the bag. Going to go with Carolina. Uh, they get to go up against Pittsburgh. And this one is, is important, you know, interesting because they get to play against Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Kenny Pickett's in concussion protocol. Uh, and this is his second concussion on the year. So I don't think that he's going to go this week. Uh, so again, they get an op- they get an opportunity here to play Mitchell Trubisky. I have them ranked as the eighth, you know, my eighth ranked defense based on projection score, traje- projection based scoring, and then, you know, they they've been playing some pretty good football as well, right? Like you know, you know, look what they did to Seattle last week. Uh, you know, they they've been able to shut down some some other you know teams, you know, good teams as well, and surprise some teams. So I, I like Carolina uh, again, widely available at thirteen percent rostered in Yahoo League. So I, I definitely uh, think that they're an option for sure. Yeah, they got to be like one of the sleeper defenses of the year, like just football wise and fantasy wise, and they're they're super slept on, but because of the record, but it's not because of their defense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even if you just look at how they they stack up against positions right like over the last three games they're they allow the 22nd most fantasy points to quarterbacks over their last three games 31st against running backs 13th against wide receivers and 20 25th against the tight end position so they're not giving up many fantasy points as it is and and they're pretty good defense yeah all right let's get into thursday night preview and uh obviously like we said we're going to break down thursday night but we're also going to break down these other Saturday games, as well as we get some Saturday games next week, Greg, uh, you know, ahead of Christmas. So, um, yeah, let's jump into Thursday night football and the nine and four San Francisco 49ers travel to Seattle to take on the seven and six Seattle Seahawks. This game has a 43 and a half point total where the San Francisco 49ers three and a half point road favorites, uh, Brock Purdy, uh, has never not been favored in a in a start. So th- there you go. How about that? Um, <laughs> in terms of injuries, uh, well, the weather's okay here, but in terms of the injuries, Brock Purdy, he's questionable with that oblique injury. Uh, you know, I think you know he's he's on track to play. Uh, they did, I believe, they did elevate a quarterback. If I'm not mistaken. Maybe I could I could be mistaken there, but uh, Sam Warmack. The cornerback, he's out with a concussion. Debo Samuel, obviously, we, we know his situation with the high ankle sprain in the knee. He's He will be out of this game. For Seattle, Kenneth Walker, full participant in practice, not on the injury report, is expected to play and start in this game here for San Fran. DJ Dallas, he's questionable with an, an, with an ankle injury. Uh, for... The game here, Greg, where are you leaning on these picks? I'm going to take the under. Actually, yeah, no, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take C out of the cover, but I'm going to take San Fran to win. Um, I think it's a pretty close game, uh, pretty competitive game, uh, divisional game here. So on the you know 49er side, Brock Purdy, I think he's got uh, some borderline QB1 upside here. He can be a streamable quarterback uh, for sure. I think uh, at, the, at the highest, you know, right now I think I'm having a QB 13, 14 range. Uh, Seattle's defense is very vulnerable. I think 
uh, Brock Purdy showing us last week he was able to be used uh, as a streaming value quarterback. I think that should be the case here. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, high in RB1. Um, he should, you know, continue his uh, little Terry's got going on rhythm as he gets healthier. Uh, Brandon Ayuk should get a bump with Debo Samuel being out as well as George Kittle. Uh, so I think uh, Brandon Ayuk should be a wide receiver too. George Kittle should be uh, mid-tier tight end one. Uh, he's got to bounce back from his uh, last couple struggles. And on Seattle side, uh, Geno Smith, it's going to be a tough match for him. I would bump him down a little bit uh, from that. He's probably been a mid-tier QB1 this year. I'd be more borderline QB1. I think if you can find some higher matchups like a, a Jared Goff, I mean, or sorry, or like a Trevor Lawrence or something like that, that would be better. Uh, Kenneth Walker should be back. So I think I would rate him as a RB2. Uh, tough matchup. Um, but, you know, he's probably going to get the ball close to 20 times, hopefully, if he's really healthy. And then the receivers, Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf, I think are – in the wide receiver two range, Tyler Lockett, I think, should be the one that gives the edge just in this matchup, though. Yeah, I am going to take the over, going to take San Fran to cover San Fran to win. Uh, you know, I, I think for Seattle, I, I'm actually – you got to stay locked in on DK and Tyler Lockett. I know the matchup, you know, looks tough, but see, San, San Fran over the last – Three matchups have given up the tenth most PPR points to the wide receiver position. Uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That's that's great for them there. So I, I definitely am, uh, you know, not gonna, you know, be afraid to go, you know, attack this this San Fran defense from that perspective. Uh, for that, I think you you probably can get away with playing Geno. You know, you don't have a whole ton of other options. It's a tough week at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, just in, in just in general, uh, but. You know, he like Mike White has a better matchup than him. Uh, would you go with Brock Purdy or Geno Smith? Mm, I think I still go Geno slightly. I think they still finish around the same tier. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Geno just because uh, when you, you know, you know, I will, I'll get into the Seattle side in a little bit, but Kenneth Walker. You know, I, 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 it's tough, man. He's banged up, or he was banged up. Don't know how healthy he's gonna be. Like we, we were thought it was a high ankle sprain, right? So that would have put him out potentially longer. But you know, could have been of the low variety. Not really. I'm not really sure. Uh, but the matchup isn't good, you know, at all. San Fran allows the 30th most PPR points to the running back position over the last three games. It's really gonna come down to volume, and then you have to ask yourself. Is he fully healthy? How much volume will he get? And if he does get that volume, how effective will he be considering that he hasn't been that effective over these last few games? A lot of his production has been really been touchdown dependent. So uh, I could foresee a, a scenario here where Seattle throws the ball a lot more because, A, they'll be down. B, the running back room is banged up. And so does that yield, you know, more opportunities for Travis Homer, who, again, I'm not recommending that to, to play him. I'm just wondering exactly what Kenneth Walker's role is going to be. So that's just too many variables for me personally. Uh, but for San Fran, CMC, he's an RB1. I think you can even get away with playing Jordan Mason. The matchup here is really good. Seattle allows the most PPR points to the running back position over their last three matchups. And so – 
Kyle Shanahan, he's going to, he's going to see that he's going to take advantage of that. And you don't have Debo Samuel now. So, you know, I, I could foresee a scenario where Christian McCaffrey is taking on some of those Debo Samuel, Samuel responsibilities, which then puts Jordan Mason in the backfield, or maybe, you know, just even just in general, just overall splitting the work between McCaffrey and, and, uh, you know, Jordan Mason. And then on top of that, like you mentioned, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, I think they should both get some more work as well, be more involved. I think that Ayuk is a wide receiver three. Kittle is interesting because he's been super disappointing all year. Uh, should be more involved, but I think I'm – call me crazy, but I feel like I think I would play Jeff Driscoll over Kittle this week. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that. I don't think I would be mad at that. Um, it's been tough, and – Start the year. I mean, he came back pretty quickly from injury, but yeah, that's all year. Can you really trust him? And then the, the upside is is really high for Jeff Driscoll. You don't want to if you have Jeff Driscoll on the bench dropping like twenty points. That'd be that'd be so hard, wrench. I'd be so hard. I'd be <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would feel the same way, right? If you had Kittle dropping on the bench and you're like, as soon as I started Jeff Driscoll, right? So, yeah, try to get cute. But like, he has been disappointing. He hasn't been a cute a tight end one. So if you're not yeah. a tight end one. Then you can make the argument to start any tight end over like that person. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And Kittle just hasn't been that guy. So, yeah. um, all right, Greg, let's get into some uh, some bold predictions for this game. Some prop bets. Do you, you got anything for the people today? Yeah, Super Bowl in this one. I got McCaffrey touchdown. Give me that one of those, and give me a Tyler Lockett anytime touchdown. He's got eight this year, uh, receiving wise. Man usually plays well in primetime games, but like he gets a big one. He has has one of the greatest catches ever on a primetime game, actually. So from a, a, a once great quarterback. A once great quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm just trying to see what that is. Uh so Tyler Lockett. Yeah, it's plus two hundred. Plus four oh three. Uh because Tyler yeah. Lockett's anytime touchdown is plus two hundred, which which right. seems kind of crazy, but He's been scoring at a ridiculous yeah, rate. Yeah, he has. You can't has. keep it up. But I feel like some of his uh well, he had a three touchdown performance one night against Arizona on a Thursday night. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh I am going to go with uh mine's not as bold as yours, but I'm gonna go no, with Oh yeah, you. I'm gonna do yours yours and mine. That's perfect. So then <laughs> Yours and mine separately or together? No, 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 separately. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, mine yeah, is mine is uh, Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown, mm-hmm. and parlay that with DK Metcalf over seventy plus receiving yards. That comes out to plus two hundred three. So, bet a hundred. Win two hundred and three dollars, bet ten, win twenty dollars and thirty cents, so on and so forth. Right. So, uh, yeah, let's see, let's see what we get there. Uh, and if you combine both of them, I'm really, I'm genuinely curious what it is. Well, you, yeah, we already got the CMC touchdown, so you can't get the CMC touchdown again unless we actually do two plus touchdowns. We're not going to do that. No. Yeah. Plus plus nine, (laughs) plus nine eighteen. Uh. So. That is the official FFDX uh, Thursday Thursday night football bet. Uh, 
let's go on to Saturday football, which we typically aren't used to doing, but we're going to do it, right? We, we adapt, we adjust, as fantasy managers should. So let's talk about this first matchup here. The 4-8-1 Indianapolis Colts traveled to Minnesota to take on the 10-3 Minnesota Vikings. This game has a 48.5 point total, where the Minnesota Vikings are 4.5 point home favorites in this one. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover. I'm going to take Minnesota to win. You know, after playing, you know, beating up on Josh McDaniels and taking his lunch money, the Colts have, have fallen back to earth. Uh, you know, have not been great uh, in in their you know previous games, but uh, Minnesota likes to play close games. I I think this one's relatively close, but I, I still see Minnesota covering the four and a half point spread for the Colts. JT, he's he's an RB one. He's rounded into form. You know, since Jeff Saturday's come come over, you know, he's been again seeing the rushing opportunities. You know, has averaged about eighty eight rushing yards per game. Uh, you know, he's getting the opportunities around the goal line. This offense revolves around him again. So I think we definitely got to keep rolling with that. Michael Pittman Jr., he's a wide receiver one. And, and what I think is a great matchup here uh, against the Minnesota Vikings who struggle against perimeter wide receivers. And that's exactly where Pittman operates. So, you know, I, I think that he has a great matchup as well as Alec Pierce. I think he has some upside being the other outside receiver here. For the Colts, I, I don't know if I would look to Paris Campbell, seeing how he's a slot receiver, and and that's where the Minnesota Vikings uh, tend to to you know their strengths tend to lie. Uh, on the Minnesota side, Justin Jefferson, he's a wide receiver one. Kirk Cousins, borderline QB one. I have him ranked out as the QB thirteen on the week. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you know he's I've ranked them, I've been ranking him low lately, and it's it's been paying off because he's been producing at an RB2 level, and so that's where I'm going to continue to rank him until, you know, further notice. And then TJ Hawkinson, he's he's a tight end one because he's now Minnesota TJ Hawk. <laughs> we, we like Minnesota Hawk. Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take um, indeed cover, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings to win. Definitely going to be a close competitive game. Minnesota's defense has just been bad, and Indy's just been bad in general, so on the indie side, uh, Matt Ryan, I think you know he he's gonna have a, a player to you know be able to get maybe two plus touchdowns in this game. Uh, could be uh, I think in that superflex category, so he could be usable. JT, I think you continue to roll him out there as a RB one. Um, you know, bouncing back in the second half of the year as he got healthy. Um, I agree with you that they that those receivers on the outside, all three of them, Michael Pittman, uh, Paris Campbell, and uh, Alec Pierce have good matchups on the outside. So uh, they can be obviously Michael Pittman, wide receiver one. I think the other two can be definitely used if you uh, are in a desperation, not desperation, but if you need a where we receiver right now available, you can go at him right now and possibly be used for you as a flex value. Uh, and Jelani Woods, super deep tight end uh, that could be used uh, in this matchup as well. On the Minnesota side, Kirk Cousins, uh, QB one in this matchup. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I think is a low end RB one. Uh, Justin Jefferson has been, you know, dominating of late. Uh, he's, you know, the MVP on the field right now. So uh, definitely wide receiver, but wide receiver one. And yeah, TJ Hawk, agree with you, wide receiver. I'm tight in one. 
Yeah. All right. Let's move on to this next game, an AFC North matchup between the nine and four Baltimore Ravens traveling to Cleveland to take on the five and eight Cleveland Browns. This game has a 38 and a half point total where the Cleveland Browns are two and a half point home favorites in this one. And uh, yeah, I'm realizing that I don't even have the spreads up on here, but uh, in terms of the weather, there is potential snow and rain in this game. Uh, in terms of injuries for Baltimore, Tyler Huntley, he's a full participant with a concussion. Uh, so, you know, that's definitely good news. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he was a DMP with a knee injury. Uh, for Cleveland, Amari Cooper's DMP getting rest and, and dealing with that hip injury. And then, you know, uh, David Njoku, he was limited with a knee injury. And then on the defensive side of the ball for the Cleveland Browns, uh, Jeremiah Obusu-Koromoa, he uh, was placed on the injured reserve with a foot injury. So definitely not good news for the Cleveland Browns defense that had already been struggling. Um, but in terms of, of this game, Greg, where, where are you going? I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm going to take – sorry, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Baltimore to cover them, Baltimore to win. Uh Thanks to somehow tough divisional game. I think Baltimore really needs it uh, for the playoffs. I think they, they get it done somehow. Uh, on the Baltimore side, uh, Tyler Huntley, I think, you know, he's been same, you know, evaluation every week. He can fall into that QB1 territory with his legs, but I think he's in super flex value, uh, but he gives you a safe floor. Um, as far as the running backs, J.K. Dobbins is hopefully, you know, some people were able to get him on that waivers. That would have been a great addition to the, to you know, your RB depth. I think he's got to be a high in RB2 for me, some RB1 upside in this matchup. Um, but definitely put him in that RB2 cat- category, solid one. Mark Andrews, he's another tough tight end option that you're you're really probably like, uh, you know, nervous about right now. So I think you have to have to dive with your stars. I think he's one you got to roll out there just because he's still, you know, the main passing option on the team. He's one of the best players on the field. So I think you got to put him out there. Uh, on the Cleveland side, um, Sean Watson, I think he's a borderline QB1. Um, Nick Chubb, uh, RB1, solid RB1. And I think Mario Cooper, he's a high-end wide receiver two. Uh, Dominic Super Joe is in that wide receiver three category. And David Njoku, that's like the one really hot start you want. I would definitely be – more confident in starting David Njoku over Mark Andrews right now, over George Kittle right now. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, I'm going to take the <clears throat> the under. I feel like Baltimore, I agree, is just going to find a way to get this one done. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they scratch, they claw. If Anthony Brown was starting, I would probably pick, pick Cleveland. But if Tyler Huntley is able to go, I have full confidence that Baltimore will, will get this win. And therefore, I, I got Mark Andrews down as a tight end one. I think, you know, we, we just got to roll with it. Um, Are you starting David Njoku over and Mark Andrews? And there's probably a team that has both of those guys, too. Um, I think I'm going to start Mark Andrews. Word. 
Yeah, uh, you know, let me let me confirm that. I mean, my rank that's what my rankings say. Uh, I just want to make sure that I mean, he's still seeing a 26% target share over his last uh three, you know, four games. He he's he's not catching the ball very well, he's only catching 50% of his targets. Uh, but he's still averaging 12 yards per catch. You know, has a 10 and a half yard A dot. So the usage is good. It's just He's not, you know, playing well right now, but it's not like he's a bad football player. And it's not like what was what we've seen has been, you know, a flash in the pan. You know, like maybe the shoulder injury is is more than we know, is impacting him more than we know, right? Like that could impact his ability to catch the football. Um I'm I'm not really sure, but I, I feel like I would um play play Mark Andrews comfortably. Uh, ahead of uh, of Njoku. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely not an easy decision. I'll say that, right? It's not a, it's not an easy decision uh, for me for for me to make. But um, you know, I, I, yeah, I have Andrews down as a tight end one. I think Dobbins. He's an RB two. You know, uh, you know, he, he was definitely involved last week. Played well. Did talk about. You know, he, he getting caught on that run against the Steelers and how he ran out of gas. So, you know, he's as he rounds into football, you know, better football shape, he should have, you know, better games, better and bigger games. So, he, you know, he could be like a league winner down the stretch here. Uh, Tyler Huntley, I think he's going to have to show it to me, um, you know, one more time. You know, if you actually go back and look at his performances from last year, you know, he averaged like 16 points per game but he only scored more than 16 points in one game. And that was the game, you know, where he ends up scoring, he ended up scoring like 33 points or whatever it was. So, you know, he, he, he's other than that, he hasn't been very good and, and this matchup isn't great. So I would need to see it from Huntley first uh, before I put him into my fantasy lineups. But uh, for the Cleveland side, I agree. Watson, you know, he's a borderline QB one. I have him as a QB 14 this week. Uh, Mari Cooper, he's a wide receiver too. Donovan Peoples-Jones had his first productive game with, with Deshaun Watson last week, so I, I've got him down as a wide receiver three. Nick Chubb, he's an RB2. Uh, you know, the usage has not been what it was prior to the arrival of Deshaun Watson. Now you insert Deshaun Watson as the offense, and it's like Nick Chubb is, is an afterthought, which is the opposite of what you should want to do if you want to win football games. But, that you know, that's the call that the Cleveland Browns have chosen to make. Uh, and then Njoku – we, we were just talking about him. He's a tight end one, although I, I don't think the matchup – the matchup isn't great. Baltimore's middle of the middle of the road against the tight ends over the last three games, you know, 16th, most PPR points. But like, we, like you know, we've like we've said this whole time, Njoku is a focal point of this offense and, and will continue to be. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, the last game and probably, uh, you know, Forget all you know, minus all the snow, the most intriguing game. Uh, but the eight and five Miami Dolphins travel to Buffalo to take on the seven and or sorry, 10 and three Buffalo Bills, where this game has a 42 and a half point total. And the Buffalo Bills are seven and a half point home favorites. In terms of the weather here, like I mentioned, there is a high expectation of there being snow, uh, you know. It's going to be a snowy game, uh, so you're definitely going to have an impact on on offense and, and some of the passing game here. But 
Uh, Matt Milano, he is the linebacker for Buffalo. He, he was a DMP Wednesday with, with a knee injury. So uh, I think he's something he's been he's been managing these last couple weeks. Uh, but for Miami, Jeff Wilson, he was a DMP with the hip injury that he suffered in Monday's game. Uh, River Craycraft, he uh, you know was a DMP with a calf injury. So in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to cover. And then I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to win the game here. Uh, you know, seven and a half points at first seemed like a lot. But Miami hasn't, you know, they've played well. But when you stack them up against the teams like they've played in recent weeks, like the Chargers and the 49ers, who granted both those games were on the road, you know, West Coast games, um, you know, so I don't know how that impacts it, that impacted them there. But, you know, they didn't play well. Uh, and, you know, Buffalo's defense, uh, you know, they're getting healthier. And I think that's going to help them down the stretch. And you look at this snow game, that's really going to help slow down, you know, the, the, the Miami offense. So for the Bills, I think Josh Allen, he's a QB1. Stephon Diggs, a wide receiver two. Devin Singletary, a running back two. Uh, not sure I can play Gabe Davis with the weather. Uh, I mean, not sure you could even confidently play Devin Singletary. Like, I mean, I, I say like running back too, but it could easily be James Cook. So, like, if I had other options, like I'm, I might look look there. But um, you know, who knows? Maybe in the snow, like they again, it's it's really tough. Like at this point in the playoffs, like unless you're desperate, I can't really imagine playing Devin Singletary. Um, yeah, but. Dawson Knox, he's a low-end tight end one option. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's a high-end wide receiver one. I mean, he he seemed like he was banged up in that game, but you're going to – if he's healthy, he's not in the injury report, you're going to roll him out there. I think Tua, he has a lot of risk here as a, a low-end QB one, be, again, because of the weather. Uh, Mostert may be the guy uh, at the running back position and, and is maybe an RB3. Uh, Waddle has been disappointing as of late. Uh, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup with injuries as well, uh, not missing any games, but has missed, you know, some some plays and some playing time. Uh, but I feel like you have to play him as a, as a wide receiver three with major upside. But, again, the weather concerns there, you know, like make you wonder, you know, do you look to a guy like an Elijah Moore who has a matchup against Detroit and the weather's not a concern there, right, over a waddle in, 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 in a situation like this, right? So I think those are things that you got to consider uh, at this point of of, of Or, the yeah, Paris Campbell or Alec Pierce, one of the two. Maybe. Yeah, or some, you know, it's just somebody who's in a different game that has, you know, uh, yeah, an opportunity to hit the over and has good conditions, you know, something like that. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Dolphins cover, but I'm going to still stick the Buffalo Bills to win. Uh, on Miami side, uh, definitely the weather is definitely going to be affecting. So everyone kind of gets a downgrade down to a, being now, you know, a, a low in QB2, high. I mean, sorry, low in QB1, high in QB2. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I think it's an R, RB2. Uh, Tyreek, if the receivers can go, Tyreek Hill, you know, Waddle, they're healthy. I think, um, they're both, you know, Tyreek Hill has the upside, of course. He's a, you know, low and wide receiver one. I think Waddle's a low and wide receiver two. Uh, and then on the Bills side, you know, Josh Allen's going to be the MVP of this game. He, he, you know, he's not weather dependent. He's, you know, not any any dependent. So he, he can do do it with his legs. He'll be the main running back, the main passer for this team. So he's just still high in QB1 for me. 
Um, but yeah, all the other pieces besides Stefan Diggs uh, are not really a lock to play. I mean, even, you know, Diggs, you know, will have our wide receiver one day, but I think we'll be on the lower inside because it's the weather and he's still got a tough matchup versus Xavier Howard. So I think definitely um, for maybe for DFS plays, you know, definitely could find out even, even a better matchup. Yeah, man. I mean, I know that there's been some, there's definitely been like, you know, Belichick just talked about this openly that in the wet, in the snow, the passing game is the, sh- the short passing game. You have an advantage because the, the defenders, they don't know where the, where they're going. They're trying to react where the offensive guys, they, they know where they're trying to go. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe digs can be valuable that way, but it's just, there's a lot of risk there. I mean, I, he's the only guy where I'm like, okay, I'm playing him, right? Yeah, because yeah, you're, he's still a lock. He's, he's a lock, lock in your lineup. Yeah. You're, you're not expecting much. But, again, like we talked about before, maybe you try to set your lineup up in a way that you can try to offset the, you know, the, the capped upside of Stefan Diggs. Like maybe you go with a, with a guy, um, you know, that might have a little bit higher upside you know, playing in a, in a higher, higher scoring game, uh, you know, that could, that could come through for you in a big way. Um, you know, like I, Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> like Jeff Driscoll. Um, yeah. Jeff Driscoll definitely would, would not be a terrible option. Um, I'm just trying to scroll through and see if I got like, like a Jerry, like a Jerry Judy, right. Like, you know, who he, he, he's got a great matchup against Arizona. Um, you know, so yeah. you know, just try to try to make it, you know, uh you know, try to offset it the, the best way you can. Or, you know, Greg's guy Chris Moore, you know, who's yeah. playing against right. Kansas City. Yeah. Right. Um all right. Matchup. Anything else you want to add, Greg? No. Can we close this one out? Exciting game, hopefully. Exciting game. Saturday football should be exciting. Uh of the rest of the games for the week so until next time y'all we'll see y'all on saturday have a good one enjoy thursday night football two winning teams this time right this actually seems like a pretty good game you got nine and four seven and five seven and six whatever but either way some good football should be in the works here for us until next time y'all we will see y'all on saturday we'll talk to y'all then Have a good one, everybody. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.